You're now listening to the Gratitude Podcast, episode 91. Haven't subscribed yet? Make sure you do so. The savers are those six practices that I came up with on the very first day or the day before my first Miracle Morning when I was trying to figure out what the best personal development practices were. And these were the six. And none of them are new. In fact, these are what the world's most successful, fulfilled people have been practicing for centuries, like if not longer. And um, and so I didn't invent any of these. I just packaged them in a way where I could do them all in, in 30 to 60 minutes. And some mornings, if I'm busy, I'll do them in six minutes. I'll just do one minute for each of the savers. So the first of the savers, the S is for silence. So starting your day with, with prayer or meditation. And one of my favorite forms of meditation is I will just simply meditate on the feeling of gratitude and I'll just feel grateful. Sometimes I'll direct the gratitude towards a specific person or or event or, you know, thing in my life. Sometimes I'll just literally just pure gratitude. I'll just feel grateful. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to this amazing episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have Hal Elrod of the Miracle Morning. And I'm sure that most probably you've heard about the Miracle Morning. And maybe you know, or maybe you don't know the story behind it and the man that's behind the Miracle Morning. And I'm really happy to bring him here in front of you to to share his story and to to learn from him what he managed to teach so many, like thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, and he changed so many lives. And I'm really happy that today he is here with us and uh, he is sharing his story and uh, the things that he knows and that he practiced that have to do with gratitude. Hell. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Georgian, it's an honor to be here. It really, you know, gratitude is one of, it's the core, kind of the core of my life. It's at the center of every, of the lens of how I view everything. So this is, uh, and I haven't been on a gratitude specific podcast before, I don't think. So I'm really excited to, to unpack this topic. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited. But first, uh, let the people know uh, more about you, about your story, the people that don't already know uh, what you've been through. Uh, for instance, uh, Gratitude Seekers, he is uh, living his second life, we could say. Uh, he actually died at the age of 20. And um, yeah, tell us a little bit uh, more about that. I think it's quite interesting. Yeah, in my life, I've I've had what I would call three rock bottoms, and I think this is kind of a a, a simple way to frame my story. Um, and and by the way, let me define a rock bottom for everybody listening. Uh, we've we all have had rock bottoms, plural, uh, and more rock bottoms probably are on the way. Not to depress anybody, but the way that I define a rock bottom is it's simply those moments of adversity that are beyond what we've current what we've experienced before. So they test us, they challenge us, sometimes they cause us to question things, big things like our faith or our purpose in life, even question God, um, question our abilities, and, um, 
and for me, the first rock bottom that I underwent was in uh, 1999. I was 20 years old. I was one of the top sales reps for Cutco Cutlery. So I actually sold kitchen knives, never, never dreamt of having that kind of a job, but it just kind of took off for me. And driving home one night from a speech at a, at a Cutco conference, uh, my brand new Ford Mustang, I just bought my first new car a few weeks before and I was driving home and actually speaking of gratitude, I had given a speech that night and I had gotten my first ever standing ovation from my peers. So my, one of my last memories from the night was actually gratitude. It was, I was driving home my Mustang, I had the music going and I was feeling really grateful for the speech I just gave that I got a standing ovation. Just, I was just grateful for life. And uh, around 11.30 p.m., a drunk driver that I had never met before, of course, uh, a man in a much larger vehicle than my little Ford Mustang, he had a full-size Chevy truck, got on the freeway going the wrong direction. He crashed at 70 miles per hour head-on into my Ford Mustang, sent my Ford Mustang spinning into oncoming traffic. Another car crashed into my door at 70 miles an hour, my driver's side door, crushing the car into the left side of my body and instantaneously I broke 11 bones. I broke my femur in half. I broke my pelvis in three places. I broke my arm in half, shattered my elbow, severed the nerve in my arm, shattered the bones in my eye. I mean, on and on. And I actually bled to death. Um, I, I was clinically dead that night for six minutes as the rescue workers tried to revive me. And uh, they airlifted me to the hospital. I spent six days in a coma. And when I came out of the coma, I was told I would never walk again. And, uh, so that was, that was the, you know, the first experience of my life, obviously it was pretty dramatic and extreme, but where I was faced with the choice that we're all faced with when we hit a rock bottom, you know, a rough patch, a, a, an adversity in our lives, which is, well, can't change what happened. How am I going to respond to it? What am I going to do moving forward? And I actually chose very consciously to accept everything I couldn't change. I couldn't change that I was in a car accident. I couldn't change that I might never walk again. I didn't know. I really didn't know what would happen, but I couldn't change what was, you know, out of my control. So I accepted all of it. I was therefore at peace with it. And then I focused all of my energy on two things. Number one, what I had to be grateful for. And that was a huge, um, uh, resource of strength and, and mental, you know, emotional well-being is I went, well, what are all the things that I have to be grateful for? I'm still alive. I still have a family that loves me. I have an unlimited future. Well, it might have been limited by walking. I wasn't sure. Um, but I really was focusing on all that I had to be grateful for. And I really believe that when you focus on all that you have to be grateful for, life is in perfect harmony. Even though everything outside of you might be falling apart, when you're grateful and you focus on what you have to be grateful for, everything inside of you finds harmony. And the third thing I focused on, or the second thing I focused on, uh, was uh, what I wanted. And I thought, okay, I'm going to accept all the things I can't change. I'm going to be grateful for everything that I have. And I'm going to focus my energy on what I want, not what I'm afraid of. And so when I accepted that I might never walk again, I was at peace with it. But it wasn't what I wanted. Right, Georgiana, it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to walk. So I visualized walking every day. I thought about it. I prayed about it. I imagined it. I put myself emotionally there as if it were real. Uh, and two weeks later, the doctors came in with routine x-rays and they said, Hal, I know we've been telling you that you probably weren't going to walk again. However, these x-rays are, I don't know what the word that, you know, miraculous. I don't think they use the word miraculous, but that's basically what they said. They said, we don't know how to explain it, but your body is healing so quickly that uh, we're going to let you take your first step today in therapy. 
And my mind was blown. I was thinking it'd be at least a year of healing. And it was two weeks after the, or three weeks after the crash, two weeks after I came out of the coma and the doctors couldn't explain it. And now looking back and I've done a lot of reading and research on this, but there is a lot of science. There's something called epigenetics. There's something called, you know, neuroplasticity. There's these different sciences that have proven that what we focus on literally creates biological shifts in our body that manifests a new reality for us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, that, that's how it went. I took my first step that day and I got back to the, on the road to recovery. Wow, this is an amazing story. And it's an amazing uh, way of seeing gratitude and applying gratitude. And I think that it's, it points to something that's, that's really important. It, it gives us hope. And especially uh, in that situation, hope wasn't something really easy to grasp. And I'm hoping that our listeners as well think of, about their situations, if they're going through hard situations in their life one way or another, to, to look at your example and to see that if they do focus on gratitude, on what is going great in their life, they can make create miracles like, like, like you did. And I think that, that, that it's quite amazing what, what you were able to do. But I know that <laughs> this wasn't your first rock bottom, right? Uh, after a few years or something, you, you, you had another one? Yeah, well, that, that, so that was my first one. Um, and then my second one was 2008 when the U.S. economy crashed. I crashed with it. I mean, you know, very nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, there were millions of Americans that either lost their job. For me, I was an entrepreneur. So I, I didn't have a, a traditional job. However, my clients, most of them had traditional jobs. They were losing their income and they couldn't afford to pay me. And so I lost over half of my clients in a matter of months. And therefore, I lost over half of my income. And like most Americans, I wasn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't live off of less than half my income. I needed my full income to live. And I had just bought my first house and I lost my house to the bank. Um, I canceled my gym membership. My body fat percentage tripled in a matter of months. And I got really depressed. I was really scared because it was just this downward spiral where everything was falling apart. My credit was, I went from having great credit that was shot and I didn't know how to turn it around. And to keep a long story short, um, a series of events led me to simply start Googling what are the world's most successful people do every day? What are their daily rituals? What are their daily routines? What do they do for personal growth, personal development? And uh, Georgiana, I kept coming across morning routines and morning rituals, but I didn't consider myself a morning person. So I kept skipping. The, I didn't even read the articles. I just skipped. I'm like, no, nope, not a morning. What else do they do? Like, I'm not going to wake up early. What else do they do? And I, I saw so many articles on so many different platforms, entrepreneur.com, Oprah.com, HuffingtonPost.com, on and on and on, that I finally went, okay, wait a minute. I can't ignore these. There's obviously something to this whole morning routine thing. So I, went, I, I clicked back on my browser until I got to the first article and I read all of them. And I was convinced. I went, okay, if I want to change my life, I've got to wake up a little earlier and I've got to start my day in an effective way. And, and here's the way I like to think of it. How you start your day sets the tone and the direction and the context for the rest of your day and therefore creates the quality of your day and the quality of your life. If you win the morning, you win the day, you create a winning life. 
And so I decided I've got to wake up an hour earlier tomorrow and I've got to do a morning ritual. And then the question was, what's that morning ritual going to be? And I, my thought was, well, I might as well make it the best morning ritual known to man or woman, right? So I just started Googling once again. It's amazing how, you know, but God, what would we do before Google? But I just Googled, <laughs> you know, best morning rituals, best morning rituals of successful people, CEOs of all these different, different types of folks. And I, I, I athletes, you know, and I, I basically created this list of practices that the, these, these world-class people were doing during their morning ritual. And I was looking for the best one practice, maybe one or two, but I had a list of six and I couldn't narrow it down. And then the epiphany was when I went, wait a minute, what if I did all of these? What if I did the six most proven, timeless personal development practices in the history of humanity? That would be the ultimate morning ritual. And so I woke up the next morning and the funny part was normally waking up early was like, uh, you know, it was hard unless I was excited to wake up. Like think about if you had to catch an early flight to go on vacation, you woke up easily because it was excited. And then if you had to wait, it was your birthday and you had something fun planned. You, and you had to wake up early. You were excited. And that was the epiphany I had before bed. I went, wait a minute. I need to consciously create excitement for tomorrow morning. And so I, I go to put out kind of a journal and I was like, what am I excited about in the morning? I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do these practices. These are going to enable me to become the person that I need to be that can create everything I want for my life. What's more exciting than that, right? And so I woke up the next morning and it was amazing. The alarm went off and I jumped out of bed like Christmas morning. Like I didn't, I didn't snooze. I just jumped out of bed. I went in the living room. I did all six of these practices, but to be totally transparent, I was terrible at them. Like I didn't know how to meditate. I didn't know how to do visualization. These were all new to me. So I, I did it. I kind of fumbled my way through them. But even though I sucked at them, Georgian, by six, I woke up at 5 a.m. that morning, which seemed crazy, but it was easy. By 6 a.m., I, I felt like if I do this every day, it's only a matter of time before my life changes. I will become the person that I need to be in terms of the, the intellect, the spiritual, the, you know, the basically growing physically, mentally, emotionally, intellectually. It's only a matter of time. And it was less time than I ever imagined. It was less than two months that doing what was not, it didn't have a name. It wasn't a book idea. It wasn't called the miracle morning yet, but I was doing this. It, it is the miracle morning. It's what I did. But within two months, I doubled my income. I went from being in the worst shape of my life physically to committing to run 50, a 52 mile ultra marathon. I had never, I was not a runner, but I thought what better way to become the person that I need to be to challenge myself physically like that. That would be, I don't even know who the person is that I would have to become that could run 52 miles in one day. And so, uh, and then my depression went away within a, a day or two because I was so excited about waking up and living my life. And to wrap up the story, kind of, I, um, uh, I started teaching it to my, my coaching clients. I still had a few coaching clients. I taught it to them, and almost every single one had the same response. Hal, I'm not a morning person. I said, I wasn't a morning person either. Let me teach you a few tricks. And I gave them, you know, some tricks that I, that I now... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Huh. 
Hi, I've got a prescription for diabetes test strips. How much is the copay? That could take me a while to calculate. In the meantime, you should think about over-the-counter Contournext test strips. You get 35 for $19.99, and they're highly accurate. For full details, visit Contournext.com radio. Teaching the Miracle Morning book on how to beat the alarm clock, how to wake up early, even if you're not a morning person. And they go, okay, I'll try that. And literally every single one of them, I mean, I can tell you, Katie, Evelyn, Taylor, like I can remember the names of who I was coaching. It was, you know, eight years ago, nine, 10 years ago. Um, Every single one of them came back on the call and said, Hal, oh my gosh, I'm a morning person. In a week, in one week, I just had the best week of my sales career. I just read two self-help books. I just started exercising again. Like it was all these amazing results. And that's when the light bulb went off. And I thought, okay, wait, if this morning routine worked for me and I wasn't a morning person and if it changed my life that fast and it did the same thing for Evelyn and Katie and Brianna and Taylor and none of them were morning people, this could change the world. This could change anyone's life. And that's when I committed, I I have to write a book about it. I've got to write a book. And I thought, you know what? It feels like a miracle how it's changing our lives so fast. I sort of called it the the miracle morning. and it took me three years because writing a book's a pain. It's hard. Um, but I, the book published in, on 12-12-12 was the date that it published. I picked wow. a date I could remember. And, uh, and now it's one of the high, you know, I think you said it before our, our interview. It's one of the highest rated books on Amazon with, gosh, 2,900 five-star reviews. Um, it's, uh, we've sold over 400,000 copies in the United States and over 300,000 copies internationally. It's translated in 30 languages. Anyway, it's enough about the book, but um, it's transforming people's lives in such crazy ways. I mean, I have emails from people saying how the miracle morning saved my marriage, how the miracle morning got me off my depression medication. I've got dozens of those. I mean, anyway, I, I could go on and on, but it's just, yeah, so that is the miracle morning and that it changed my life and I'm so grateful to see it's changing the lives of so many people. And the last thing I'll say, just share just because I'm excited about it, um, is the Miracle Morning documentary we've been filming for almost three years, and it is it was just selected to world premiere at the Illuminate Film Festival, which is the leading conscious film festival uh, in uh, Sedona, Arizona, uh, coming up on June second. And you're invited, uh, Georgiana. It is it's open to the public, so if you want to come, man, uh, <laughs> you're definitely invited. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I. I love your passion. I love your drive. I love the fact that it, it feels like even though it's, uh, there are things that uh, happened 10 years ago, you still have the same kind of passion, the same kind of uh, zest for the story and for the life that, that, uh, that you created. And, and I love that. And I'm hoping that our listeners pick up on that and uh, they, they get motivated to, to look into it because it's, in my experience as well, like um, I know that in the morning, it's when I my my head is clear. It's when I'm able to to focus better. It's when I'm able to um, to focus on my gratitudes better. Like at in the evening, that that's important as well. But um, in the morning, that that's when you you feel that you can create things, and it's yeah. such a, an amazing part of the day and i'm really hoping that uh many of the gratitude seekers will choose to uh, to find a way to wake up earlier and to to enjoy their mornings more but okay let's say that some of our listeners 
are not morning people. Sure. What did they do? <laughs> well, first, welcome to the club, right? Um, I wasn't a morning person. And actually, I was being interviewed uh, a couple of years ago. And somebody asked me, they said, Hal, you've got this community of you know hundreds of thousands of people that do the Miracle Morning every day. And they asked me, do you know what percentage of them were already morning people before they read the book? So it was easy. They just went, oh, I'm going to try these activities during my morning time instead of checking Facebook or checking email, right? They said what percentage were already morning people? So it was easy for them to just implement the, the practices. They said, and what percentage of them had never been a morning person? So this was, and they didn't believe they could. So this was a radical transformation. And I didn't know the answer. So I surveyed our community and, you know, we had, I mean, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people in the community probably at that time, but uh, the, uh, it was 72% said they had never been a morning person their entire life. So that's the first thing I'll share with you is just like, you got to take confidence. I think a lot of times from other people, right? You have to, you look at others and you go, Hey, if it worked for that person and that person and that person, and if you can multiply that person times tens or hundreds of thousands, like you can with the miracle morning, you go, well, then it can work for me too. Um, and then in the book, and I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to give you some of these strategies, but in the book, there is a chapter called the five step snooze proof wake up strategy. And this is probably the most important chapter in the book because without it, people would be excited, but they wouldn't know how to beat the snooze button. And this is what teaches you how to do it. Let me give you the most important of these five steps right now. Uh, number one is move your alarm clock across the room. That is the simplest, but the most important step in the process. And here's why. When the alarm goes off in the morning, if it's on your bedside table where you could, within arm's reach, well, then you're able to turn it off without even opening your eyes, right? Or barely opening them and turn it off and then fall right back asleep without even being awake long enough to really remember that you're even awake. We've all done that where the alarm goes off five times, we hit the snooze button, and then you wake up late and you go, what, what happened? How did that happen? Because you're still unconscious largely when you're turning it off. But when it's across the room and you have to physically get out of bed and walk across the room, you're... you're your what I call your wake-up motivation level, it goes up a few notches by getting out of bed, being upright, and walking across the room. So that's the first key. That alone can be a game changer. But that by itself isn't necessarily enough because if you don't make the commitment before you go to bed, that when that alarm goes off, you're going to stay awake and keep moving forward and go brush your teeth and get ready, then if you don't decide before you go to bed, you're going to crawl right back under the covers and bring the alarm with you or whatever and keep snoozing. So the second tip, which actually you do before you go to bed, is you set your intention for what you're going to do and how you're going to feel when you wake up. So think about this. The last thought you have in the morning is almost always, I'm sorry, the first thought you have in the morning is almost always the same as the last thought you had before bed. So if you go to bed and you go, oh my gosh, I got to wake up in six hours. I'm going to be so tired. Uh. Then when the alarm goes off, you go, oh no, it's already 6 a.m. And you, right? And so you feel the way you intended to feel before you went to bed. Um, however, think about uh, as a kid, like, like for me, it was Christmas morning. Think about a morning when you were excited to wake up. And if you didn't celebrate Christmas, think about your birthday or whatever, right? When you went to bed, you were, you were playing out the morning in your head. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to wake up. I'm going to jump out of bed. I'm going to go open presents or I'm going to go do this or that, right? Or you got a vacation plan or whatever it is. When you went to bed excited about waking up, guess what? You woke up excited automatically. So just like I realized when I started my miracle morning, 
you have to consciously, intentionally create that intention, if you will, before you go to bed. So in, in the book, and actually you don't have to even read the book, you can go, if you go to tmmbook.com, that's tmm, like the miracle morning book.com, go to tmmbook.com, you can download the bedtime affirmations. And this is the exact word for word affirmation that I printed out and put on my nightstand and I read it before bed and that's what set my intention. So if you're like, well, how uh, it makes sense, but how do you set your intention? The word for word script is you can download it for free at tmmbook.com. So, so that's it. That's how, and then third tip is as soon as you turn off the alarm, brush your teeth and then drink a full glass of water because we are dehydrated when we wake up by default because yet we haven't drank in any water for six, seven, eight hours. And we're supposed to have water a lot more often than that. Also, we sweat at night and through breath, we lose water. We lose hydration. So first thing when you wake up is turn that alarm off, brush your teeth. And then I always have a full glass of water on my bed or bathroom counter. And I just down the entire thing. Like I just drink the whole thing, rehydrate. I go into the living room, grab, pour another glass or in the kitchen, pour another glass of water and, and, and start my miracle morning. So that's how you beat the snooze button. This is amazing. And again, I love, it. I love your passion for it. Um, I, I did test this out, like, uh, for instance, with the water. If uh, I don't drink water as soon as possible when I wake up or if I do drink. And you might think, no, oh, that, that's, that's something that's really simple, but it makes such a big difference. Like, you, um, the way you think is uh, totally different. The way you feel is totally different. And I think that we, before being like superior beings that have uh, uh, superior intellect and all kinds of things like these, we are um, mammals. We we have needs and that are important. Like we, when we are dehydrated or when some of our needs aren't met, we can't be at our best. And one of those needs, it, like without which we can't actually live with is is water and i think this is this is very important just yeah, just to give just to give an example sure absolutely but, um i know that in the in the actual miracle mor- morning after doing these things to help us uh uh wake up earlier there are some um you you call them savers right um yeah. and they are related to gratitude, some of them really closely. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the, the savers that have to do with gratitude? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, the savers are those six practices that I came up with on the very first day or the day before my first Miracle Morning when I was trying to figure out what the best personal development practices were. And these were the six. And none of them are new. In fact, these are what the world's most successful, fulfilled people have been practicing for centuries, like if not longer. And, um, and so I didn't invent any of these. I just packaged them in a way where I could do them all in, in 30 to 60 minutes. And some mornings, if I'm busy, I'll do them in six minutes. I'll just do one minute for each of the savers. So the first of the savers, the S is for silence. So starting your day with, with prayer or meditation. And one of my favorite forms of meditation is I will just simply meditate on the feeling of gratitude and I'll just feel 
grateful, sometimes I'll direct the gratitude towards a specific person or, or event or, you know, thing in my life. Sometimes I'll just literally just pure gratitude. I'll just feel grateful. Um, and, uh, and the scientific benefits of meditation, there are over 1400 prove or uh, published studies that prove the benefits. So if you want to be very successful and you want to be a sharp mentally, uh, meditation is proven to do that for you. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of CEOs and, and millionaires and entrepreneurs that swear by meditation, not really for spiritual reasons. I mean, that might be part of it, but really for cognitive reasons so they can perform at their best. The A is for affirmations. Affirmations, I believe, have been taught wrong over the years because they teach you to lie to yourself and say, I am amazing or I am a millionaire. Not that you're not amazing, but if you're not a millionaire and you say, I am a millionaire, or you say, I weigh blank pounds, but you don't really weigh that yet, you're going to fight reality and your, your subconscious is going to go, no, 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 you're, you're lying. So the way that I teach affirmations in the Miracle Morning book is how do you create affirmations that are rooted in truth and that are supporting not just this fantasy that life's going to be great automatically without you doing anything, but they're actually reinforcing your actions that you must take, the beliefs that you need to, to, to take those actions, right? And so that's, I believe in affirmations that produce results, not just that produce good feelings. The V is for visualization and same thing. Don't just, don't just create a vision board on the wall and expect things to magically happen. You've got to visualize yourself taking the actions each and every day that will move you in the direction of your goals and your dreams. The E in savers is for exercise. And I'm not saying that you can't work out in the afternoon or the evening, go for a run, go to the gym, whatever. But the benefits of morning exercise, the way that exercising in the morning, even for a few minutes, raises your heart rate. It gets blood and oxygen flowing through your body, including to your brain. So you think clearer, you have more energy, you have more willpower. Don't put that off till the end of the day. Make sure you exercise first thing in the morning for a few minutes. And I'll give you a quick resource. My favorite app for exercise is called the seven minute workout. Highly recommended. Go download the free version. There's a paid version, but I use the free version. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's a great way to start exercise. Just seven minutes, get a full body workout. The R is for reading. And when I say reading, I'm not talking about Harry Potter books or 50 shades of gray or whatever, but I believe we're all one book away from learning what we need to learn to transform any area of our life. If you want to transform your marriage, read a book on marriage, right? You can learn strategies that will allow you to improve, enhance, or completely revolutionize your marriage. You want to make more money? Read a book on making money. In fact, um, self-promotion here, Miracle Morning Millionaires. This is my latest book that comes out on uh, May 21st, What the Wealthy Do Before 8 a.m. That Will Make You Rich. Wow. Um, so that's a great book if you want to earn more money. Um, and of course, The Miracle Morning is a good general kind of transform your life type book. But, but, but the, the reading, if you read just a little bit every morning, you don't need to read a lot. Just read, an, read a page, read five pages. Just learn one thing you could apply to your life that will improve your life. And you do that every day. It compounds over the year. And over years, you have a totally different life. Just 10 pages a day, totally different life. Uh, and then the final S is for scribing. Scribing is a fancy word for writing uh, or journaling. And the power of putting pen to paper forces you to articulate your thoughts in a way and, and record your actions, your priorities, etc. that can give you really increase your productivity. And I personally write down every day what I'm grateful for. And I use a journal called the five minute journal. 
It's an app on my phone. They also make a hardcover copy of it. Um, but those are the savers. And I'll just wrap it up by saying this, Georgian, Robert Kiyosaki, one of my favorite authors, he wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He has read The Miracle Morning. Last time I talked to him, three times. And he reached out to me and said, Hal, The Miracle Morning has changed my life. I want to interview you on Rich Dad Radio. And I, I didn't know him at this time. <laughs> yeah, I was blown away. I mean, literally blown away. I, mean, I still get blown away when I think about that, that, that one of my favorite authors is my book is one of his favorite books. Like it's, it's like a parallel universe, right? <laughs> and, uh, but, he, but he said it really well. He said, Hal, before The Miracle Morning, he said, every successful person on the planet practices at least one of the savers. But I've never met anyone or heard of anyone or even the idea of anyone practicing all six of them. He said, that's what makes the Miracle Morning so life-changing is you've combined the six most timeless, proven personal development practices in the history of humanity, any one of which can change your life. But when you do all six, you amplify and accelerate how quickly your life has changed. And that's what makes the Miracle Morning so powerful. And when he said that, I thought, can I quote you on that? I mean, that, you know, that, that was that was such a good summary of what makes the savers and the miracle morning in general, why it's changing people's lives so quickly. This, this is amazing. And wow. Uh, it makes so much sense because so much knowledge and so, so much research is actually in those. Um, there are six, right? Yes. Yeah. S A V E R S. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm sure that we can talk for hours about each and every one and why, why it's so good for, for us and the impact that it can have. Um, and I, I want, I want our listeners to, to see that it's actually distilled, um, knowledge. And, uh, what's even more important than knowledge is putting it into practice. And that's when, we get the most benefits and when we when we're able to do this as a habit to do this each and every day it makes so much sense that our life in one month in i don't know 10 months is it's going in a totally different direction if we if we're able to do this but how can we cultivate a habit i know that you talk about uh, that as well in in your book um, I usually talk about the habit of gratitude, of cultivating an attitude of gratitude, to have it as a as a tool in life, as a life skill. Um, but I know that you have you you talk about how people can actually make sure that they keep their morning miracle habit, and I think that we can apply this to gratitude as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, I've, I've done, I was a coach for a long time. And so as a coach, you know, life coach, success coach, business coach, as a coach, you're, you know, big part of your job is kind of getting people to change their habits in a way that will produce the results they want in their lives. So I really studied this topic quite a bit. And my strategy for changing habits is it's this 30 day strategy. I call it from un- going from unbearable to unstoppable. And here's the simple kind of overview. Um, there are three phases and they're broken into 10 day phases. The first 10 days is what I call the unbearable phase. The middle 10 days is what I call the uncomfortable phase. And the final 10 days is what I call the unstoppable phase. And it's the idea that when you start a new habit, it's often feels unbearable. Like if you're trying to run or you're trying to quit smoking or, you know, whether it's a positive habit you're trying to implement or a negative habit you're trying to get rid of, 
it depends on, uh, or, or it, it feels unbearable. Now, sometimes there's a little bit of a, a, a caveat to that, which is that, uh, when we're excited about making a change, like people always tell me how the miracle morning wasn't unbearable at first because I was excited and I go, okay, but eventually you hit an unbearable phase when the excitement wears off, even for something that you're initially excited about. So when you hit the unbearable phase, whether it starts on day one or day two or day four, um, you have to realize that if you, if, if what you, what the habit you're trying to implement, if you know that it can change your life for the, in the long term for the better, then you have to be willing to, well, I can do anything for 10 days, even if it's unbearable. So making that commitment ahead of time is crucial so that on day seven, when you're like, oh, I don't want to go for a run or I don't want to wake up early, you go, nope, I'm committed. It's only 10 days, right? After the first 10 days, that unbearable phase, then it's still not a picnic, but it becomes uncomfortable where you go, I don't hate it anymore. I'm kind of getting used to it, but I still don't like it. It's still not easy. It's still not really fun. When I was training for that ultra marathon, I hated running in the beginning. And then in that second 10 days, it was like, eh, I don't like running. Like it's, I can do it now, but I still don't like it. You have to stick with it because the final 10 days is what I call the unstoppable phase. And the reason is every day that you do the new habit, it becomes a part of who you are. You acclimate to it. And somewhere in that final 10 days, it might be day 21, might be day 19. It's not an exact science. It might be day 25. But you hit an unstoppable phase, which is this. It becomes automatic. A habit is something you do without thinking. So for me, it was like day 23 where I was training for my ultra marathon. And I woke up in the morning. I went into my, it was 7 a.m. The alarm went off that said, go for a run. I went in my closet. I put on my running clothes. I, I headed out the front door and I was running. And it was in the first minute, it was like, wait a minute. I didn't even think about that. There was no resistance like there was the last 22 days. I just automatically, without thinking, got dressed, headed out the front door with no resistance. And that's what I call becoming unstoppable because it's not hard to do something that you're doing without even thinking now. It's now become a habit. And so I encourage anybody, I always say live your life in 30-day challenges. Every 30 days, identify, identify one habit that you want to implement in your life. Get rid of a bad one, start a new one, and commit to that, that, that strategy where you go, okay, the first 10 days might be unbearable. The next 10 days, it might be uncomfortable. But I know that at some point in those final 10 days, it will become a habit, part of me that I do unconsciously without thinking, and then I will be unstoppable for the rest of my life. Yeah, I totally share that belief. And that's why I think that, uh, for instance, with gratitude, if we cultivate the habit, it will be something that will be helpful for us for the, the rest of, of our life and for all of the challenges that we we will face we will have that life skill will we will have that um, habit but we're nearing the end of our time together and i wanted to ask you who are you grateful for in your life and you would like to mention right now uh, I love that question. Uh, well, my, my wife and children definitely come to my mind first. Uh, my wife, Ursula, we've been married for it's our nine-year wedding anniversary, and uh, she is my, my rock. She's phenomenal. She's my biggest support, biggest cheerleader, uh, and uh, she's my, my better half. You know, we are, we are two halves of a whole in terms of our strengths, which is so great. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm a kind of a big thinker all over the place and she's very organized and if it wasn't for her we would be a mess and the kids would be a mess you know so we really compliment each other well i'm very grateful for my wife ursula and uh, and our two kids sophie and house my daughter sophie is eight son Houston is five and uh 
they are phenomenal. And, and by the way, we just got my daughter a five-minute journal for kids. So she's writing what she's grateful for every day, which has been really, really cool. And me and my son say a prayer every night before bed. And we pray about, we share what we are grateful for through prayer. And it's so cute to hear him at five talk about all the things he's grateful for that went on throughout his day. It's a really a beautiful experience. So very grateful for my, my wife and children. And of course, I could go on and on, my friends, my family, my community, but, uh, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love the fact that he's already cultivating that habit. And wow, I, I'm sure that he he will get to have an amazing life ahead of him. Um, thank you so much for being here on, on the Gratitude Podcast and for sharing with, sharing with so much passion and enthusiasm. And uh, let our uh, listeners know where they can find you, where um, they can buy the book and get in touch with you. Yeah, yeah. The best place uh, if you, uh, to buy the book is Amazon.com. If you want to test drive the book, if you go to MiracleMorning.com uh, and uh, enter your name and email, uh, you'll get three things sent to you via email. One email, but three different things are sent to you. You're going to get the first few chapters of the book for free, so you can read it, try it out, see if you know, read the introduction, read chapter one, two, make sure you, you like it before you buy it. You can do that. Um, you also will get a 17-minute video of me giving a speech on the Miracle Morning from start to finish, 17 minutes, and then you'll get a 60-minute audio where I go kind of more in depth. And so if you're an auditory learner, a visual learner, if you want to read, whatever you want to learn, you can go to MiracleMorning.com. You'll get all of that there. Um, and then, yeah, Amazon is the best place uh, to buy the book, and you can get the audio book there, the Kindle book, the you know paperback. It's all uh, on Amazon. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us. It was an immense pleasure. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Georgian. I'm grateful for you, my friend. And thank you for doing this podcast. I think you're uh, helping instill the, the beautiful uh, virtue of gratitude in so many people's lives. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast. By the way, what are you grateful for right now?